for you listeners, it's probably been a few weeks, but for us, uh, the news is still very fresh. It's only been a few days. Um, the death of a public figure is a time for us all to reflect and just to be a little bit somber. Like we like to have fun on Kill James Bond, but mm. the death of someone who has really, who's touched all of our lives in a major way and who, who was certainly like not an uncontroversial figure, um, but whose loss really is going to be felt and really the world is never going to be the same without him. So uh, just at the top of the episode, I wanted to take a moment um, to uh, send an official Kill James Bond condolences to the family of the rapper DMX, uh, gone, <laughs> but still in our hearts. Uh, but the good news yep. is that Prince Philip is also fucking dead. Lol. Fucking dead. Dead. Oh, he's just fucking gone, gone pal. And he's in hell as well. Like, we can just say <laughs> that on the record. <laughs> that man's in fucking hell. Yeah, he's in hell because he denied Islam. No, I mean, genuinely right. I actually heard that he had converted moments before he died. He said he finally saw the light of Islam. Repented and said the full shahada. Oh, mashallah. We're, we're beginning Ramadan with... Muhammad Rasulullah. Uh, Dev, that counts. That counts. We're taking it. <laughs> no, wait, fuck! <laughs> to begin with, I was born without earlobes. Ah. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to season two, the first episode of season two of Kill James Bond. Mm-hmm. We're done with that Connery shit. Yeah. Very short season. <laughs> Bam. Gone. Never to return, as far as I'm aware. Haven't checked. New, new, mm-hmm. new year, new me, new Bond, uh, new two-thirds Muslim podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all set to do on Her Majesty's Secret Service and get a Bond that's going to take us right through the 1970s. Yeah, we future-proofed James we're finally, Bond. Finally, we're in that fucking George Lads on Tour era of James Bond. <laughs> we had the lads and be himself. Let's fucking go. I'm so ready for the, the several mm, films me that too. this guy does. So Sean Connery wanted a million dollars. He Well, first of all, he didn't want to play Bond anymore because paparazzi, but then... To try and induce him to do this, they were like, "Okay, how much? How much money do you want to do another Bond movie?" And he was like, "Fuck it, a, a million quid, a million dollars. You're you're not gonna pay me that." And he was right; they didn't. They got another guy, and the guy, <laughs> ah, the guy, called. they they got they got an Australian model called George Lazenby or possibly Lazenby. We're not going to be arguing about how that's pronounced because I don't know. Um. And, like, they screen-tested him. And in the course of screen-testing him, two incidents happened. First of all, um, he broke a guy's nose because he didn't know how to pull a punch. So oh, they got him the into screen-tests. Carter School of screen-writing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he imposed trained. a method-acting on that guy because they got him to screen-test. And they were like, okay, like, stage-punch this, this henchman. And he's like... 
I don't know what stage punching is. I'm going to assume you mean punch this man as hard as I physically can. <laughs> well, I'm on the, the stage, nose. so better punch this motherfucker. <laughs> Any punch that I do is a stage punch. Mm. And so he broke this guy's nose. And instead of being like, holy shit, you just broke that guy's nose. They're like, that's incredible. That's exactly the kind of aggression that we want. <laughs> they were like, holy shit, instead that's of- a stage punch and you broke his nose? <laughs> I can't imagine what a real one would be like. <laughs> instead yeah, of taking this as an obvious sign that George Lazen V cannot act. <laughs> They're like, no, fuck, this guy's incredible. So they they try to get him back, and George Lazenby does something that no other actor has ever done in Bond. He's like he gets the call back and they're like, hey, we really we're interested in you playing James Bond. And he says, yeah, I'm kind of busy right now, to be honest. I'm, 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 fi- I'm filming a thing in Paris. He was not in Paris. He was not filming a thing. He's like and nagging say, them. He's like, yeah, I've seen this script yeah, on like five did. other girls tonight. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. And so they're so keen on his first screen test that they're like, all right, fuck it. How much are you being paid? He says, 500 quid a day. Again, he was not being paid for anything. And they say, fine, we will pay you your fee for whatever it is that you're currently recording. We'll pay you 500 quid a day to come back and screen test for us again. Just getting paid to audition. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. That is the kind of big dick energy that George Lazenby carries Mm. into the Bond movies. Dude's rock. (laughs) (laughs) And he got it. He got the role. Yeah. He did. He got the role. And, um... He had no acting experience. Nope. He, uh, the last big role that he had before this, he had done, uh, ads for a chocolate company, Fry's. Mm -hmm. Um, he, you know, modeling, things like that. Um... He had no acting experience before this film, and he had none afterwards as well. (laughs) Oh fuck! We'll get to that. He straight up bluffed yeah. his like. What what he did was he got a haircut to look like Sean Connery's Bond. He bought a Rolex. He stole and got a one suit. of Sean Connery's. Yeah, suits. a suit that Sean Connery had ordered but un- didn't collect. Um, got a Rolex, got a haircut, walked into a meeting with the producers, uh, broke a guy's nose, Saltzman, and the director Peter Hunt, <laughs> and said. He just like bluffed his way through it, claimed he had wide acting credits. He secured a screen test and then he was like, yo, I have fucking lied a hundred percent of that. He said that to a director, <laughs> and the director was like, buddy, you just you just fucking walked in here and fooled two of the most ruthless bastards in the business. His words, you are an actor. Um yeah. so just a king, start to finish. That's cool. Absolutely. That's cool as hell. Uh, nowadays right. you can't do and that so- kind of thing anymore. But anyway. Let's start. Uh, Let's begin. Have, our you try, have you tried breaking anybody's nose in, in the case <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah, how many like, noses have you broken during your screen test? I have actually broken somebody's nose once, but it was not in the course of acting. <laughs> fair uh, enough, fair enough. It's in my misspent youth. We start with Q and M being like, well, whenever any time Bond is not on screen, people are always asking, where's Bond? And we don't know. Where, where's he got to? We've asked everywhere. He's not in Amsterdam. He's not in Cairo. He's just kind of fucked off for a bit for reasons that uh, remain unexplained. And where he actually is, is in Portugal, just driving around yep. because, I don't know. And in the course of doing that, a woman in a much faster car overtakes him and then tries to kill herself. Mm. By walking into the sea, 
And our first shot of this new Bond is he lights up a cigarette in the car, he watches her for a bit, and when he realizes that she's going to try and kill herself, he does something heroic, which is not very Connery-like at all. He's like, mm. ah, shit, I've got to go and do something. And so he fucking runs across this beach to try and pick her up and carry her out of the water. And he does. He saves her life. Yeah, he does. And um, for his pains, he gets to try to drop the... You know, the thing. Good morning. My name's Bond. James Bond. Mr. Don't move, Mr. Bond. And three big guys try and kill him. I mean, I like this a lot. I don't know where they came no, from. No, they just followed him there. Beach. No, it's, it's a good opening. It's I'm going to say this a few times, but they, they're very much trying to make this a departure from, from Connery's mm. Bond. And they do that in his opening thing is, A... He's getting overtaken by a woman, which is cuck shit, so Connery never would have done that. Um, And then he tries to save a woman's life, which is also cuck shit. Um, He smiles. He smiles smiles. when he says, hello, my name's James Bond. He's like genuinely nice to Diana Riggs' character. This will become a problem later. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All of the strongest parts of this movie are just where they kind of take it on faith that this guy can do the Bond thing. All of the weakest parts, and we see this pretty much from the next moment on, because he fights off these guys. Fine, mm-hmm. easy, whatever. And then we get the credit the sequence. The editing is appalling. Oh, it's all in fast motion, a bunch of weird cuts. But the credit sequence for this, right, is a series of clips from previous James Bond movies mm-hmm. that's like, yo, you remember this shit? You remember Goldfinger? You remember uh, Dr. No? You remember Blofeld? No. And it's like, yeah, okay, fine. But like, if you just had the confidence, like, because he kind of pulls it off in the first scene. All you need to do is show him in the tuxedo, play the Bond theme once, and you're just like, yeah, okay, that's James fucking Bond. Mm. He's a new guy. But instead, every so often, they get a bit scared doing that, and they have to tell you how cool he is. Okay. And it just falls. Two things, two things I want to bring up here. Um, one of them is the thing I wanted to bring up beforehand, but now just saying that, there's something else. Um, all hmm. the previous posters for the Connery Bond movies all said some shit like, Sean Connery is James Bond in yeah. Thunderball or whatever. Big Sean this Connery one, face on the poster. They weren't as confident about their main guy, so it just said, James Bond is back in on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Like, (laughs) uncredited is James Bond. Some of them didn't show his face. Some of the posters did not show (laughs) George Lazenby's face. Oh, come off it. I mean, genuinely, that's so fucking sad, right? Mm. It's like the Duff calendar with the the sticker over Moe's face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he does he does get to put his stamp on it, right? Because in his first scene, he breaks the fourth wall. And he says... This never happened to the other fella. And it's a fucking good line, right? Mm, I, it's nice. We'll talk about how... We'll talk about the sort of varying levels of camp of the James Bond franchise. But for me, this is pitched at about the right sort of level. Where it's sort of slightly breaking the fourth wall. And it's like... Yeah, no, it's a new guy, and you know that, and we know that you know that, but, like, we're prepared to not take ourselves deadly seriously. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. Mm. The fight scene that you correctly surmised is uh, atrociously edited. They're all like it's, this. They're all pretty bad. Um, Because, like, they're cutting on impact 
they're cutting with like no shot consistency. Bond will be on the ground and then it cuts to him just being stood up punching a guy and he falls over every time he punches someone. I don't I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> if he just had like a bad balance that day, but every single time he lands a punch, got an inner he follows infection. through with his entire body. <laughs> and he really and broke all the noses. And I was like, fuck, maybe that maybe this was a choice. I like I was in the the bargaining phase here. Um, I was like, maybe this was a mm-hmm. fucking choice. Maybe they were trying to paint it as like a frantic fight. Um, yeah, maybe they meant to do that. Uh, no. no, they didn't. No, Reader, they, they did not mean <laughs> to do that. What it is, is it, it's the case of like, we know Sean Connery had a, a light attack, a heavy attack, and a grapple. Uh, they've they've moved his sort of move set onto a new character model, and it doesn't quite work as well. Yeah, the rigging's a little bit off. He's <laughs> so Bond, uh, it, still essentially just like on vacation, working for himself at this point, drives to the nearest casino and decides to sort of make a spectacle of himself. And mm-hmm. we we get our other big uh, sort of first point of difference that this is not uh, the Bond that we previously know because he's wearing a tuxedo with a, like a ruffled shirt too. Oh, it looks good and on it's him like, as well, actually. Mm, 60s, baby! All of Lazenby's fits in this movie are atrocious. They really... Mm, I, he looks terrible. <laughs> there's, a, there's an action sequence later on where he just spends half of it fully walking around in a cardigan. It's... Uh, the, the, the there are some there are some nice touches in this scene that I'd like to, oh, please, to bring up yeah. as, as as for the acting. Um, one is that when when somebody in the casino brings him a drink, he looks at them and he smiles, and mm. like he's saying thank you to them silently. It's a nice little moment. Like again, this is a nicer bond. And also, I want to talk about George Lazenby's walk, and I'm going to flag this up oh, three times. This is number one. Go, he's baby. a model. When he walks into the casino, he's a model. When he walks into the casino. He's relaxed. He's got a bit of a swagger in his hip. He's like he's moving around a bit. He's got he's got more of a sway than Connery does, and it's a really really strong character choice because it shows us that this Bond is a little bit less tense. He's a little bit more chill. He's a little bit more fun. It was a little. I made a note of it. It's a nice little character choice. I really enjoyed it. It's gonna come back. There was also <laughs> uh, there was also a, a fun editing thing that I that I pulled up in the he's shown to his room. And then he looks out the window and looks at like the pool in the in the uh, I don't know, fuck, back of the hotel, whatever that bit's called. Mm. Um, and like he just looks at the pool, and then like the word casino flashes up in massive letters in the pool, and then it transitions to the casino. And I don't know. I thought yeah, that was fun. They, they do a couple of editing mm. things like this, and it's interesting. Uh, the director of this, Peter Hunt, he had uh, edited a bunch of the previous Bond movies, and every time he had done that, he had been bugging uh, the, the the leads to be like, hey, can I can I direct one of these? Can I direct one of these? Can, can, can I? Can oh, I, direct like, one? I can do this better than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they finally gave him one, and it was the it was the only Lazenby one, and he never did another one. So uh, this is not... It's weird you bring that up, because the editing in this is fucking dog shit. <laughs> like, it's really That's why bad. they needed Peter Hunt as editor, as soon as he starts directing. The scene-to-scene and the, even the line-to-line editing is awful. Like... <laughs> All right, so Bo- Bond is gambling. Bond is playing Shamanda Fair, which is his game, as we know. Mm-hmm. And another another sort of commonality, uh, going back to Sylvia Trench in the first scene of Doctor No, they went back to that well for how do we introduce a Bond, uh, is we find a woman who is as big of a gambler as him, the woman from the beach, Tracy, puts... Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she Essentially, she, uh, she goes all in and then loses... 
Which you never see Bond doing, which is funny, but like it sets up the gambling mm. thing. She loses everything and then and then says to the guy, Oh yeah, I can't pay this. I don't have any money. <laughs> like, the, the groupies just are like, um, sorry, what what was that? She's like, what? She's like no, I'm sorry, this is it. I'm yeah, fresh yeah out. she's like no I just I just did that cuz I'm the damn joker and I think that's funny. She's self-destructive. That's that's her character trait. Mm-hmm. And her so Bo- Bond in the singular. Correct. Yeah. And, and so the, the the problem once again with George Lazenby as as Bond comes back which is that the script is written for Connery but somebody keeps creeping into the scenes and turning the big sociopath switch on the back of his head to off. Um, is like he he does some chivalry and some genuine altruism. He's like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll pay for her, and he like tosses the the sort of twenty thousand francs worth of um uh, plaques mm. on the table. Um, and he does it in a way that saves her face as well. He says, oh yes, this, oh madam, yes, we were going to be partners tonight. I'm sorry, I forgot. Like he doesn't do it the way Connery would have done. Just be like, oh yeah, like bitch, I'll pay your bills. Like yeah, he does it in a way that like makes her you know saves her reputation, which is yeah. nice. The, the Connery vibe here would be, I have now helped you out, sex please, right? And mm-hmm. because the script is still heading in that direction, uh, he sort of, he buys her a drink, a bottle of champagne, and like they, they go to her hotel room, but it feels much different it's at this point. It's not as transactional as a Connery it, interaction. You get a, and half of it is because uh, Diana Rigg is a genuinely, extremely talented actor. I'm gonna be and so gushing about she's, that. She's carrying this whole movie, every scene she's in, but genuinely, she manages to 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 sell that as these are two people who are, if nothing else, intrigued by each other. Mm. There's there's something else in that scene that I I didn't realize was missing until it uh, it, it came up is mm. just like diegetic dialogue. Like there are people in that scene that aren't Bond or the person he's directly interacting with who just have lines. Like, other people at the table start commenting on shit. And it's like, oh, yeah. I hadn't realized that before now, just, this was a world populated by, like, three guys <laughs> and a hundred extras. It's like a stage play where no one who isn't the main character speaks. I mean, it kind of has been, but, like, he when he bails out this, bails out this, no, 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 okay, first one is the the pot gets a bit too rich for one guy and he turns to bond and just goes like too rich for my blood mm-hmm. and it's like oh someone's talking to me <laughs> someone's actually <laughs> saying things to our character yeah because Layson B plays a guy who you would like want to talk to he's like as much more to- yeah. yeah bond and then when he bails out tracy the the lass at the table this elderly lass is just like oh wish someone would do that for me it was like it was just nice yeah. i really enjoyed that mm but unfortunately, we do have to get through another awfully edited fight scene because Bond goes mm-hmm. to her room and the classic archetype of the slightly bigger guy who tries to beat the shit out of him shows up, making a returning appearance from You Only Live Twice when the guy in the office tried to do this. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they have a fight in the hotel room, they wreck the hotel room. And then th- this was a this was a weird bit, right? No on the way though. out, mm. on the way out, he steals some. He had some caviar sent up earlier for like sex reasons, and on the way out, he grabs some of that caviar and he helps himself. And he um, he says, "Ah, oh, Royal Beluga, north of the Caspian," which is like. That's a that's a great shitty Bond line of like pretending you know mm. something really specific about a luxury good like ah sushi at the perfect temperature thirty nine point four degrees, <laughs> but like 
Ah, what it is, is it's, it's a pastiche of two different Connery moments. It's that, and there's a bit in Thunderball, which is genuinely so good it might have been ad-libbed, where he's like breaking into Count Lippy's room and having found nothing, he steals a grape off of a bunch on a table on his way out. And so right. it just kind of falls a bit flat here. And it's interesting, mm, because I, I think... Lazenby's stronger when he's not being forced to try and fill Connery's shoes that way. The other mm -hmm. reason that falls flat as a moment um, is that George Lazenby doesn't say that line. It's, no. it's clearly like overdubbed over footage of him walking down the corridor afterwards mm -hmm. and his mouth isn't moving in any way. So it just. It feels yeah, and also he's still chewing. He's, he's not like. It's a lot of weird ADR. But speaking of the walk, this is walk moment number two. He's just had the fight scene, like a big high energy fight. But as he walks out of the room, he's doing that stroll, the Lazenby stroll again. He's very relaxed. Again, a very strong character choice. It tells us this bond is in control. I made another little note of it here. Lovely bit of acting there. Mm hmm. He's good at walking. He's a good walker. And like, this is the thing. People, like, Lazenby gets, gets a lot of stick for being a bad actor, and sure, fine, whatever, but, like, one thing I think we've identified is that playing James Bond really does not require you to act. Mm. And the ways in which... Uh, <laughs> hold that thought! <laughs> well, we, well we've had set up a reminder, this. I can't imagine there'll be a payoff. Anyway, that's... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll circle back to that. Yeah, because we'll, first we we have to. Um, yeah, we got to talk about the the soul moment that gets this movie the M on the scum scale. Yeah, mm -hmm. the clearly just written for Connery. Yeah. Hey, I found a guy in your hotel room and he tried to kill me. What's up with that? Is the upshot of that conversation, but the way that it happens is. Let's stop playing games. Who was that man in your room? You're hurting me. I thought that was the idea tonight. Now, who was he? Now... Oh, I hate that shit so hard. <laughs> it's an interesting line, right? Because... <sighs> there's so fucking much to dig into here. The way in which Lazenby is, like, portrayed as sexual is... It's, it's kind of stronger than Connery's. In some ways, like mm -hmm. I've I've written down here that he's like a fucking Tumblr daddy dom in most of this movie. <laughs> oh, God damn it! Yeah, Shit. he's in great shape. It's better than Connery was. He's like, very he's got yeah. a great bod. He's yeah. weird face. Con but Connery's Connery's whole thing was like brutality, but only brutality. Whereas with Lazenby, there is something more seductive to it, which maybe makes this scene more pernicious. I don't know. It's interesting. Mm. Um. Yeah. But he does have an incredible line shortly after this, yeah, which this Connery would never say. They flick the big sociopath switch off again. Because they're they have sex, right? And it's actually less coercive than that uh than that drop would suggest. Like it's really it really abruptly changes into sex scene, and then she um <sighs> She says that. No, it's that they're about to have sex. Oh, you're she, right. She's like, sex, yeah. I want to have sex with you. And he has this amazing line where he says, You don't owe me a thing. I think you're in some sort of trouble. Would you like to talk about it? And I was like, Did James Bond just say that? Yeah, we got woke James That's Bond. That's like, 
going to do a, a land acknowledgement. Yeah, wife guy bond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's very emotionally confused because it's suddenly we've shifted gears from like violence a second ago, but but it's still like an excellent line, and mm-hmm. Lazenby delivers it nicely. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, <laughs> well, they they do in fact have sex, and Lazenby wakes mm-hmm. up alone to yeah, find that she has taken his gun, ah. which is very funny, uh, but she has left him the um the two plaques of like twenty thousand francs to pay off her debt to him, even though he has mm. told her you really you don't have to do that. And that also to me, there's two things here. Because first of all, I have I have a timer that we still haven't decided on a, a name for. But yeah, an whatever. acceptable name anyway, for anyway. Uh, PC baby, pussy clock. Um, first <laughs> appearance to first time a a femme fatale has sex with James Bond talk about this because it's important to see um, how these bonds treat women, but also because it's it's just fun to have a number, isn't it? Um, yeah, Tracy's is 16 minutes and 10 seconds. That's that's a long time okay. for Bond. I think it's probably it's a long time in Bond years. One of the longest, I think. If, if it might not even be I think the it longest, might even be the longest. Again, mm. tells us two something. minutes and 40 is still the record. Oh, yeah. No, people aren't, people aren't going to come close to that for some time, um, I think. Yeah. God, I hope. Um, well, now that Connery's <laughs> 233. gone. 233. 233. Who was that? That was the... Um, that was Jill Masterson. Jill Masterson. Yep. Um, and this is... It's interesting because that's a departure again from Connery. It's This is a Bond who mm-hmm. isn't treating this sex as transactional in any way, and that's proven because her debt is also just paid off with the actual money, which proves mm-hmm. that she isn't seeing the sex as the way she was paying it off. Maybe that was just something she also wanted to do. Yeah. It's a nice little character mm. moment. There's, there's a lot in this movie about Bond as like an object of female desire, which was there's never in, which was never really in Connery, I don't think. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe women wanted to fuck him, but that was never important. The important thing about the about the sexuality in Connery movies is that he takes what he wants, right? And it's yeah. it's far more obvious in this movie because every woman is looking at him like, "Holy shit, have you seen this guy? Have you seen the way he walks?" Right, Bond, Bond in the Connery films, <laughs> all of which are over, uh, he's never pursued by a woman, but. This there's a, there's a bit genuinely, and this is also about standing, cousin to walking, ah. uh, where where before <laughs> they are about to have sex, that's a normal thing to say. Shut up. No, no, no. Before it's fine. It's good. The, before they're about to have sex, right? Before before he even gives her this line about um uh you know wondering if she's in trouble and if she needs help, he stands against the door frame. In the room where she is, and he's—I wrote this down. He's standing like a Bond girl. He's got his hips out to one side, and he's like leaning on the door frame. And it's like, no, that's the way that someone stands in these movies when Bond is about to fuck them. You can't have mm. him stand like that. That's that's interesting to me. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. I love Lazenby so much in this movie. Honestly, absolutely. Which is a weird thing to say when we're talking about a scene that started with him just like hitting a woman, but yeah, that's I don't know. The but script anyway, takes in the morning, turns. Bond is in the morning. Bond is immediately kidnapped. Yeah, classic, classic move. Classic Bond moment. 
<laughs> yeah. The, the two guys good, though, yeah. come up to him in the lobby, and one of them's like, hey, you have uh, dropped something. He's like, have I? And he points behind him, and the second guy is just holding a gun behind a newspaper in a crowded <laughs> lobby. It's, it's, it's very much just a, hello, sir. Yeah. Would you like to come okay. this way towards Can your I interest kidnapping, you in, in, in a kidnapping? It's like, oh, go on then. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. They, they put him in a car, a guy puts a knife to his ribs, and they take him to meet Mark Ange Draco. Well. Oh. But just before that, mm. just before that, they the James Bond has been kidnapped at gunpoint yep. and then at knife point. Yep. And we are walking into this unknown building to meet who knows. Oh, is this going to be uh, another walking very possibly, thing? This there's, is the payoff. Very walking. possibly in order to be very possibly in order to be killed. This is like a tense scene. And George Lazenby is strolling casually <laughs> along at knife point. And it's at this point that I realize this is not a character decision. This is happening because George Lazenby cannot act. And this is just the way that he walks in real life. And that occasionally, occasionally the stopped clock of George Lazenby's acting tells the right time. But when they when like when he tries to be nice, when he has to be casual and relaxed, it works great. But as soon as he has to do any kind of like violence or aggression or like manly connery shit it's fucking dire mm. and this is the moment where i'm like oh my god this man isn't acting at all we're just getting pure unfiltered lazy all over the screen oh, lays on tour he's just walking he's about to be fucking shot in the back of the head or some shit but he is sauntering his way down there he's swinging I have, his hips. i have a broader point about Lazenby here that, and Bond that I think I'm going to come to at the end. but th It's also walking related. I and there that. is another nice little touch, which is as these guys are walking him to yes. presumably his death, they go through a set of little like office like saloon doors at waist height and in what I can only describe as like a cocky bastard move, he like flicks one of them backwards to try and hit the guy behind him for no real reason other than to just annoy him and the guy even like catches it and pushes it back out of the way again but i thought that was very like closely observed no, and i'm just good. like i was gonna flag that and i'm glad you did yeah so we meet we meet mark Hange draco who is the head of the union okay. course the um the largest criminal syndicate in the world after Spectre, and whose sole concern in this movie is the amount and quality of pipe that his daughter is getting laid. And that's and that's mm -hmm. a king. <laughs> Genuinely, well, actually, the thrust actually, of this conversation. I might want to disavow immediately, but like <laughs> the thrust of this conversation. His, his daughter, the Contessa, the, the lady yeah, we've Tracy, already met yeah, twice. Tracy. Because that's why Bond's been getting his ass kicked every time he like interacts with this woman in any way, is because the guys who are kicking his ass are watching her to protect her. They're her bodyguards and sort of minders. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, and yeah. the upshot of this is that Draco is like, you gotta fuck my daughter. <laughs> Bond! Bond, you crazy bastard, you gotta fuck my daughter. Alright. The, I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you the line. It's not any better when he good. says it. Find her fascinating, but she needs a psychiatrist, not me. What she needs is a man to dominate her, to make love to her enough to make her love him. A man like you. That's not a that's not a Lazenby thing he can even do. I don't think that's her dad. Mm. Dude. That's her yeah. father. 
As the sweetener, he offers Bond a million million pounds in gold on yeah, the day I, that he marries Tracy. One million dollars in gold to fuck my beautiful daughter. This is a very serious movie. I've had many such of these kind of meetings, and honestly, they, they do start to get boring after a while. All of us get offers like that all the time, and we all do what mm -hmm. Lazenby does, which is go, yeah, nah, I, I like her, you know, you're, you're sweet, bachelor. but... Wink, wink, I'm sorry, I can't... Yeah, I, I really can't just... I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fuck your daughter to make her cool. Yeah, he basically does. He does say, unless, like, I like the bachelor unless, lifestyle. Yeah, he's oh, like, no, I, I... Unless you tell me where unless. Ernst Stavro Blofeld is. Ernst Stavro Blofeld, Ernst where is he? Stavro. And so Draco is kind of coy about this, and he's like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you if you come to have lunch with me and my daughter. I'm so glad you said to have lunch with me after that. <laughs> I'll tell you about Ernst Stavro Blofeld if you make my daughter fucking come like she's never come before, George Lazenby. You must do this for me. And George is like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, I, I, I need you. George. 007, I need you to do some fucking daddy dom shit on my daughter because I can't make her stop do making reckless life choices. And so clearly, the healthy thing for me to do is to like find uh, like a hot guy and get him to do it. I need you to eat my daughter's pussy. <laughs> Do not clip that. Fuck. I will give oh you a God, million so pounds. <laughs> I will give you one million dollars, Mr. Bond, to eat out my daughter. This is such a fucking normal guy. <laughs> my daughter, Diana Rigg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if someone was like, yo, a million pounds to eat out Diana Rigg, I'd be like, all right, when do I have to get you the money? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? I'd be suspicious. I'd be like, "What's Perhaps the catch?" Not now, I think she is dead. So but <laughs> so Bond Bond bargains him up. He's like, "No, tell me about Blofeld." Nice. Diana yeah. Rigby hit me up. <laughs> um, anyway, and so Rigg, they, they have this sort of uh, Corsican fiesta type thing. There's bullfighting. Uh, Diana Rigg shows up in a, a sort of like bolero jacket and like a hat. It's very cool, and she fucking stares down her weird dad, and she just fully calls him on this bullshit. Like you're trying to get this guy to fuck me for some reason. That's a weird thing to do, and he's getting something out of it besides getting to fuck me. And her father's sort of like, uh, well, you know. And so she gives him this ultimatum. You've got to tell him what you know about Blofeld, or you're never going to see me again. Which is, like, I'm not going to say it's a healthy relationship, but it's a hell of a lot better boundaries than finding a random secret agent and trying to get him to fuck your daughter. Mm. This is just another scene where Quite why just... Bond was selected for this pussy-based mission, I'm not sure. Because <laughs> they heard the new guy did that, whereas Connery did not. <laughs> yeah, Lazenby does eat pussy. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Willing to put the pin on that one 100%. Mm. Um, we get a montage now. It's because... a lovely... Yeah, okay, so what happens here? Yeah, what the fuck? What happens here? Right, okay, no, we don't get the montage. There's a scene first. Okay, we want to oh, talk right. about Excuse the M... Me. M scene because it sets up a bit I want to do. The, there's there's an there's a scene uh, where 007 he goes back 
to MI6 now, I think they finally admitted. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. just walks into M's office and M's like, bro, you've got to stop fucking wasting all your time looking for Blofeld. He's gone. All right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And Bond's like, come mm-hmm. on, man. Come the he's fuck on, you. dude. I'm going to find Blofeld. And he's like, no. Yeah. Operation Bedlam, this Operation is called. Be- he's like, "Don't you can't do it anymore. So Bond walks out and immediately just doesn't have the force to do it himself. But he go- he talks to Moneypenny and he's going, Moneypenny, Money Penny, resign you- for me. Moneypenny, I need you to tell my boss that I quit. I'm going to yeah. go somewhere else. <laughs> And so he I, goes, I need you to tell him that I resign on principle. So he goes, he starts cleaning mm-hmm. out his desk. Um, Which is another one of those moments where they're like, yo, you remember James Bond from the James Bond movies? They're trying because to tie the actor is, back. Mm. is full of shit from previous Bond movies. Like, he's got the rebreather from uh, Thunderball. He's got the, uh, like... He's got Honey Riders from, knife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all of this shit. So it... it, it you don't need to tell me, hey, this is the same guy. I kind of got that from the fact that people call him James Bond and he wears a tuxedo mm-hmm. and his code name is 007. Like, it's also, fine. Also, he keeps he keeps name dropping on Her Majesty's Secret Service. He just keeps saying oh, that shit. So many He's fucking also got title a fucking drops. picture of the Queen, which I suppose would be a normal thing to do for a, for a secret agent, but it's fucking nonce shit. And he keeps just <laughs> looking at it and saying shit like, sorry, mom. It's like, yeah. come on, man. This is nineteen sixty-nine though, so the Queen is like Yo, the, absolutely the, yeah, fucking smoked. The Queen mm. era nineteen sixty-nine. Also DM me, please. Um <laughs> oh, <come laughs> 007, I'll give you a million dollars in gold to fuck this queen. Oh. <laughs> I, know, I don't want to finish now? that that line. She of is thought. single. <laughs> oh now, actually, the Queen era now DM me. Let's see what we got going so on. We can m- work something actually, out. This, this is a thing where Money Penny uh, we we get, yeah, we get no, some more stuff from Money Penny in this scene, right? First of all, mm. uh, there's another weird line where they try and convince us that uh oh, fuck, this guy is like the same bond, right? Because he grabs her ass and what she says is <laughs> more so. Same old James. Hey, James she stares the camera down while she says this. <laughs> it's, it's James mm. Bond, but he's hornier now. Which uh, fine, mm. I guess. Weird to make it explicit like that. But Money Penny, uh, not only is she much more into Bond than she had been previously, even though she was like pretty much the only woman who got to like express desire for Connery's Bond. Here, she's really like she's gonna fucking jump him in the office. Uh, but she- well, they actually have chemistry. Like, right? yeah. it's kind of when 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 he's not being directed to grope her, he's like smiles and he's like, "Oh, money penny, like England's like last line of defense or whatever." Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's actually quite sweet. Yeah, because again, George Lazenby can't. <laughs> act. He's not acting. He's just being. He's genuine, just a nice man. Genuinely, interpersonally nice. Yeah, Moneypenny <laughs> intercedes on his behalf, right? Because when he's trying to resign in print on principle, uh, she just changes his thing to. Ask for two weeks leave instead. And then separately, I thought this was cute, both M and Bond are like, oh my god, thank you. I, I knew I didn't really want that to happen, but it probably mm. would have done if you hadn't like uh, intercepted my dumber impulses. And it's like, finally, Money Penny gets some fucking recognition oh, around here. You. For mm. Keeping the whole thing running. So. Okay, snap cut back to the end of the scene um, with Tracy. Portugal. Portugal, yeah. Montage, baby, Matt, Montage time. Shit. Um, he approaches her afterwards when she's, she's like crying in the car park because she's just 
done an extreme power move in front of her father, and that you know it's tough to do mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Oh sure. Um, and again, mm-hmm. this is Diana Rigg, so it's well acted. Yeah, it's phenomenal. She turns around and it's mm-hmm. like it's she looks distraught. Poor dear. Um, mm-hmm. um, and the intention of this is to show that now he she believes that he is genuinely interested in her because she previously thought that it was a transactional thing that he was only interested in her to get at the information about Blofeld. But now he has that information and he's still interested. So she takes the walls down and there's a mm. like a montage set to all the time in the world by mm-hmm. <laughs> Louis Armstrong. Hey, Louis, Louis Armstrong. Armstrong. Right. Thank you so much. <laughs> and it's it's a it's a very long uh montage of them just doing shit like riding horses and running around on the beach. Um mm-hmm. and at this yeah. point I was like <laughs> they're doing the beach. Kind of feels like it came from a different They're film. doing the beach scene from OSS Sandy set. They're just playing paddleball together. I was together. like this guy's got 2 weeks but leave. Like, How long does this take place over? Yeah, this, right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just meant like to imply week. a whirlwind courtship, but like they could be doing this stuff back to back to back, and it would still like. Well, there are there are three scenes that they edit together. There's one of them in the garden. There's one of them riding, and there's one on a beach. So I think it's like three days. <laughs> well, you got to be fast about this kind of shit, you know. Yeah, that's you have right. all the time yeah. in the world. Yeah, not so much. So the information that that Draco gives him is about a guy who I haven't written the name down of. Gumbolt. Gumbolt. A lawyer named Gumbolt. That's not even the worst name we're going to have uh, in it's this not. episode. It's fully not. Gumbolt. Um, yeah. So, He's Blofeld's lawyer. Blofeld's lawyer. Allegedly. Which is so fucking funny that Blofeld has a mm. lawyer. Like, just a guy with mm. an office that he keeps on staff. It's like going to Blofeld's fucking accountant, you know? It's very funny. Mm. Blofeld, Blofeld, and Blofeld. <laughs> there's, He's in Switzerland. There's this, there's this scene at the end of the the love montage that takes place over three days, where where Tracy and Bond are sat in the car, either side of Draco. Draco's in the middle of the back seat, and they're just fucking each other with their eyes. The yeah, whole and time. he's and fucking he looks loving it. So, he looks so sick of their shit. He's, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to be out a million he's dollars like, soon. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they pull up to Gumbolt's uh, building and he does some actual spy shit. Yeah, and he has to get mm. someone to help him. The construction site mm. across the street owned by Draco's organized crime group. And so he breaks mm-hmm. in to this lawyer's office, and they use the construction crane to ship him up a safe-cracking machine stroke photocopy... Uh, thing, yeah. Yeah. He has a MacGuffin. Yeah. He, he, a gadget. He breaks into the safe. Uh, we, we have a sort of fun, sort of cringe bit of a moment where, like, he sets up his watch on top of the thing while it's working, cracking the safe, and then we sort of see him get bored, and we see him get more bored, so he like goes through all of the newspapers, and then he like gets hold of a copy of Playboy that was in this lawyer's mm-hmm. office, and you f- he's fully like opening the centerfold and just like, woof. Well, do you, do you know why that is? Because uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, first serialized in Playboy. Absolutely, and it was... Um, ah. So I, it was a nice little nod. It was a little bit weird for, to have Bond just on screen, just like fucking... Yeah, like, why not fucking show him jerking off? Like, his eyebrows go going, that far. <laughs> but it was, it's a nice little nod. 
Yeah. So Bond uses mm. this massive photocopier to photocopy some documents, which show that Blofeld is having his lawyer write to the College of Arms in London, trying to get his hands on a title, the Comte de Blofchamp, uh, French for Blofeld, I guess. Blochamp. Mm. Blochamp. He also like also also um, like for... when he leaves, he takes the Playboy with him, which is yeah, cute. Yeah. Um, for some of our one hundred thousand listeners who are not extremely English, would somebody like to give a brief explanation of what the College of Arms is? Uh, this is what happens when you have too much feudalism left over in your society. Um, so uh, the the Queen is the fount of all honor, which is why he's like got a picture of her up in his office, and as such, she may be pleased from time to time to grant arms, you know, coats of arms, things you put on a shield or a banner related to your your genealogy, your noble house. And it's it's never really explained why Blofeld wants one of these things. No, it genuinely um, is never explained. He just wants that shit. And at the end, M has a line that's just like, ah, snobbery, in it. Yeah, right? M mm. remarks on how it's weird, but it's never really it's never explained why. Explained. I mean, it is very funny that we have uh, a, the sort of thing of... Uh, uh, a parasitical foreigner trying to infiltrate his way into the nobility. Um, <laughs> oh no, not the nobility. <laughs> what will I do? Yeah. So, uh, what will happen if someone evil gets into that? Yeah, that's if right. A Greek man happened to marry the uh, princess of the country. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, he renounced his Greek heritage. So whatever. Mm. So Bond interviews um, the uh, a herald at the College of Arms to try and figure out what's going on. He also finds his own coat of arms, uh, mm-hmm. which... Good motto, eh? The world is not enough. Looking forward to never hearing that again. Um, mm-hmm. And he gets this guy to agree. Hey, you can pose as me. Blofeld wants me to come to Switzerland and authenticate this grant of arms, so I can then say he's the real Count de Blechon. Um, mm-hmm. You can you can fully just like dress as me and pretend to be me and do that, and we'll get you some like homework to study up on uh, armorial grants and stuff, so you can sell this a bit. Um, mm. This guy's name is Sir Hilary. Sir Hilary Bray. Bray. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now this will be important later. Not Scottish. He just sounds like an extremely posh English person. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, Bond goes to Switzerland, where he is met by a couple of big henchmen and Irma Bunt, who some names in this fucking movie. <laughs> Irma Bunt, uh, which is genuinely like uh, wrong aspect ratio, Rosa Klebb. Like same vibe, <laughs> just wide rose. We, we just we yeah. What we wanted here was a, a an austere older German actor, uh, and also like but wider. So like she mm-hmm. sh- she flies him up to the top of a fucking Alp where Blofeld's uh, Institute for uh, Vaccines is, and genuinely all of her lines are delivered like this, right? I'll be glad to get my feet on the ground, not ground, eyes. <laughs> 
absolute <laughs> it's like fucking Mr. Freeze Arnold shit. What Not ground. Not the ground. Ice. The ice. Also, something you might have pulled from that uh, that line just then. The voice you heard before Fraulein Bunt, that is not George Lazenby. In order to sort of show that he was a, a fucking sick spy, while he is in disguise as Hilary Bray, he is dubbed by Hilary Bray's actor, George Baker. Yeah. So he comes out sounding exactly like the guy he just had the James scene with. James Bond, and like, master of disguise. He's wearing the guy's clothes. He's wearing his glasses. He's wearing his hat and everything. He's smoking his pipe. Yeah, he looks like, for all the world mm-hmm. like Arthur Conan Doyle's fucking Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, but like if they had done, yeah. if they had remembered to do this in You Only Live Twice, we would not have had a thing to pull for the promo for that episode. Because it would not be so funny that everybody who saw him like didn't realize that he was James Bond because he's making an effort within the confines of the movie to disguise himself. Um, mm-hmm. And so he's taken to this uh, sort of very impressive looking uh, concrete construction on the very summit of an alp called Pitt's Gloria. Um, Whereupon he is like immediately locked in his room. And it's like, I'm not sure how I want to explain the vibe of Pitt's Gloria. It's kind of like kitsch almost. It's baffling. It's like something out of an Alex Ryder book. It feels like it's a Why knockoff of I, James Bond. I swear I was the right? only one who thought about Alex Ryder. Oh, yeah, I, yeah fully... I 100% was like, this shit's, this shit's point yeah. blank. <laughs> yeah. It's like cheap James Bond. It's a knockoff yeah. of itself, which is incredible. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, like all of the furniture and stuff is like sort of the same Blofeld stuff, the same supervillain stuff, like the doors with no handles that close on their own, but it's like covered in a layer of like alpine birch and stuff. And it's just it feels yeah. very strange. Hmm. Now I mean, at, strange is the word. At this point, Bond has to meet the girls. Oh my god! The patients oh of the Allergy god. Research Institute. I want to say every time they're on screen, and I pulled this at random. I pulled this from a later scene, but th- they just make what I can only describe as girl noises. So every time they're on screen, you'll just hear. Like, they don't really have a lot of dialogue, but the chatter is constant. Just to give you the sort oh, of- Can you play that again? I'm just- I'm just taking notes. Uh... <laughs> Yo. Shit, do I chatter like an AGB? Uh, AGB. <laughs> um, Incidentally, uh, one of those girls, Joanna Lumley. Absolutely. Yeah. They don't... yeah and so, they are a uh, sort of multicultural cast of all attractive young women, but uh, and also for 1969 levels of multicultural, by which I mean mm-hmm. there's a Jamaican one, an Indian one, and uh, that's it. Let me read out the full list, because I found it oh, here. Please. Twelve beautiful women from all over the yep. world. Yep. Uh, there's over. an English one. There's a Hungarian yep. one. There is a uh, yep. Scandinavian one. That's three-twelfths of the world's surface right there. There's already. a Chinese girl, a Jamaican girl, yep. an American, mm-hmm. um, another English girl, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, an Indian girl, an Australian girl, a German, an Israeli, and an Irish. And all of these people, minus two, are just fully credited as the Australian girl or the Israeli girl or some shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that, that that's actually just how the population of Earth was in 1969. I'm not going to check that, but I mm-hmm. assume so. I haven't double-checked. Like, I feel like all of the uh, continents on planet Earth are accounted yeah, for like here. To, to more or less, like, 20% of Earth's population was English at that point, I think. Probably. Well, I mean, technically, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly managed by the crown. Um. So uh, Bond, by the way, is in full Highland dress this is in this why scene it's weird. and looks fucking ridiculous. The fucking, uh, this was the abiding memory that I had from this movie, right? I saw it when I was a kid. And the one thing that I remembered was George Lazenby in Highland dress playing a guy who is seemingly not Scottish. Uh, just mm. j- like he's he's wearing the kilt, he's wearing the sort of like coaty thing too. Sparrow. He's, he's yep. also playing playing Hillary as very gay. Yes, just extremely yeah. homosexual. He's gone undercover as a gay man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it's very weird. Yeah. It's What's also funny weird. is that, like, because George Lazenby looks the way that he does in this movie, and because of the decisions they've made about Bond, every single woman at that table is trying to fuck him, even though he's hmm. doing his best to be, like, effete and academic. He's literally doing everything he can to be unsexual. He spends He, he tries to give them a lecture about genealogy. Giving them a lecture about genealogy, yeah. And, and, and then one of them fully, like, this is actually, if you count the sort of leaning like a Bond girl, the second instance of Bond being treated like a Connery Bond girl, one of them puts her hand up his skirt to write her room number on his thigh in lipstick. God, that's... I mean, Pretty I need cool. someone to do that shit to me. Pretty I mean, cool. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Goddamn. Which I guess is the reason why he was wearing a kilt in that scene. Because, yeah. <laughs> because Hillary's not Scottish. Yeah. He's not Scottish. Um, and then as... Oh, wait, shit. We should probably talk about why the hell they're all there. Allergy treatment. So the meal yeah. that they get is like the shit that they're supposed to be allergic to. Like the girl who's allergic... To corn gets like a plate full of corn. The girl who's allergic to chicken gets like a plate full of chicken. <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, yes, yeah, I'll have the entirely unseasoned chicken, please. It's just literally just a chicken breast mm-hmm. on a fucking plate. The, the, yeah, yeah. Rothfeld has allegedly developed a cure for allergies. Mm-hmm. And there's a funny line where because he's playing Hillary is so gay, uh, one of the girls says, I know what he's allergic to, uh, which is yeah. quite funny. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm tricking Blofeld into thinking yes. I'm allergic to pussy so that he'll hypnotize me to eat it better. Um, I mean, w- once again, still... <laughs> Sorry, I should just cover that fucking base. I don't want to leave he's, anything he's implied He's still a here. fucking better spy because he's, like, changing a characteristic about himself. Connery Bond mm. wouldn't... God, imagine Connery trying to well, be Well, he gay. changed his race. Fuck, can you imagine Connery race is trying characteristic. to be <laughs> <laughs> Alright, fine. Connery Bond might pretend to be Japanese, but he would never <laughs> pretend to be gay. Can you fucking imagine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I'm not, I can't do the voice. I'm not going to do any bits here, but just... So, so Bond, Bond goes to meet Blofeld, and... um. It's not Blofeld, man. I'm I'm fine <laughs> with <laughs> I'm fine with changing Bond because he's the protagonist. I get that you can do that, but like, sorry, you mm-hmm. set up Donald Pleasance in You Only Live Twice, and now it's Telly Savalas. And one thing that we mm-hmm. know about Telly Savalas, the guy is not like a, a nerd. 
And that was Donald Pleasance's characterization no. in in You Only Live Twice was this Blofeld guy, he's kind of a pussy. No, Blofeld in this one has big dick energy, and I don't appreciate that at all. One. Blofeld fucks. He's amazing in he's this. Really he's good. so good. They should have got him from the start. He's fantastic. Genuinely, right? He's he's charming. He's like fun. he's having so much fun, like just being an evil motherfucker. They, they also, it's so good. He's like confident. He's like, no, fuck you, actually, Bond. I've got all the angles covered. Like, suck my dick, asshole. Like, he's so good. <laughs> just he, get this line though. To begin with, I was born without earlobes. Now I should explain. This is supposed to be. Uh, corroborating evidence for his like grant of arms, but it is very funny. Mm-hmm. They also made the decision um, that he shouldn't just be carrying the cat twenty four seven. No, he's got like two or three scenes yeah. where he has the cat on his lap, but when he's walking around the place, he's not just like gripping it. He's just, it's just him, which is like maybe a good choice. But it makes sense for him to be strolling around the place because he literally fucking owns it, and he's like, I'm fucking big dick Blofeld. I don't give a shit. Like he's also jacked. But Lazenby's still just walking around. Mm-hmm. Lazenby's anyway. fucking strolling. Bond sneaks into this girl's room. Bond. Yeah, but Bond Bond sneaks into this girl's room where she is being. He discovers she is being hypnotized by. She's being sissy hypnoed by Blofeld using a series of like cassette tapes and spooky disco lights to not be allergic mm-hmm. to chicken anymore. I don't think that's how an allergy works, but uh, whatever. That's it is fine. Not. <laughs> but like whatever it's a bond mm. film they're not going to get the science yeah. fucking spot on um, also w- when when they're fucking she's like but i thought you were gay and he's he hits her with well i mean normally i am but you're special and i think we have a real connection and then he <laughs> after they fuck and after 11, he discovers 20. this he goes back to his own room to find a different one of the girls in there trying to seduce him, and he uses the same line word the for same word. Same lines in order, and I was like, it's I amazing they that shot was 12 good. of these scenes just back to back to back. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is fully like um, Fox and Henhouse stuff here, is that like Bond mm-hmm. is just here to fuck every single one of these women. Bond has gone but, like, undercover as a gay man and had sex with two women by the end of day fucking one. <laughs> Having 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 fucking obtained sex by deception, Bond is like, like it's illegal, folks. Uh, Don't do it. But Bond Bond pulls the shit. That is true. But I guess Bond is a cop. So Bond is a stupid policeman. Stupid policeman Mm -hmm. covered under the covert human intelligence sources act. That's right. Thanks, Anyway, yeah. Thank you, Kier. Um, Bond, 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 like. Has sex with all of these women, it convinces them that like they're the the only one who has been able to like break through his homosexuality. Uh, but they're also all really into him, so it feels a lot less toxic than it might have done. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a bit. Yeah, they are all like genuinely oh on board. It's a bit fucking Centrinians is the thing, right? Like it's kind of like mm. girls' school sort of total institution thing. It's like. I would use the word naughty here, right? Is the vibe? Mm, yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. an early naughties film where it's like, oh no, we've gone on holiday to summer camp, but we've accidentally booked into the <laughs> girl's dorm. And he's just like fucking left, yeah. right, and James Bond's Euro trip it's is. James yeah. Bond on like camp tour or some shit. It's ridiculous. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it fades to black and then like comes back the next morning and you're just left to assume that he has done that 12 times in sequence. <laughs> yeah. He has, a, he has a line the next day he talks to a guard and he's like, you have no idea how the work's piling up. As all of these women are looking at him like, do me, do me. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> They're also all, they're, they're yeah, one of them best. one of them comes by and says, like, I have to see you tonight, and he says, I'll see you at eight. And then another one comes by and says, like, I have to see you tonight. And he goes, How's nine o'clock? <laughs> and then a third one walks past and like a third one walks past and like gives him the eye and he just goes, Ten? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Dude's rock. <laughs> Fine. Fuck it. Come out and say it. George Ladsenby, once again. Strikes. I'd like to I'd like to award the Kronstein Rosette here. Uh, out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. Since since Bond arrived in Switzerland, he has been followed by like a kind of sweaty looking guy, as is classic, who tries to get onto the cable car going up to Blofeld's lair and is just like rebuffed by the guy who is like, Nine is forbidden, is closed, mm-hmm. cannot be in here, and like backs him out of there and locks the door. Um this is Draco. This is Draco's name. Like his name, his name is like Campbell. Oh, fuck, I'm uh, so good. And so, mm-hmm. and so he attempts to climb up the fucking mountain with crampons and an ice axe, is immediately detected, and like, despite having been shot at by these guys, essentially tries to conduct some sort of homeowner association neighborhood watch shit <laughs> on so Blofeld. He tries to- <laughs> Blofeld. So <laughs> He's doing YouTube zone like, shit on Blofeld. He's like, yo, am I being detained? And Blofeld's like, yes. And he's like, oh. <laughs> the line that he has is, the authorities will hear about this. What? The authorities did not hear about it. The authorities do not hear about this because Blofeld fucking has him killed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, genuinely, we we get a moment where he's just like hollering up at Blofeld, like, "Hey, you can't push me around like this. This is a crime to climb an Alp." <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> and they're like, "Yes, this is a private land." Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah. Did, did you not see the guns and the, the like uh, henchman uniforms? Oh, the henchman uniforms in this great, by the way. Mm. All of these guys. Mm-hmm. Are wearing orange ski jackets and like black fur hats, I uh, the which is rings on as well. Just I nice. don't know why. Not sure, maybe that was just leftover. Mm. Mm. Well, it's time henchman. for Bond to get captured. There's also a henchman easily. with a name. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is. Yes. There is a there is a henchman here who is. Are we going to talk about our boy geezer. And his yeah. name, his name, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is Grunther. Gruntha. Gruntha. <laughs> Gruntha. Naming my child Gruntha. This kid coming out of the womb and the mum being like, yeah, yeah, that's a Gruntha. I can see I, it. I, I, I asked mm. this. I asked this the before we recorded. Baby but you've ever seen. Is it funnier if Gruntha is like their first and only child in the light of their lives? Or if he's like the tenth one, and the and they're in the hospital, and the husband's like, "What do you want to call this one?" And the wife, after like an eighteen-hour labor, is like, "Fuck, I don't know, fucking Grunther or something. I don't give a shit. Fuck off." I don't. I think it's cool. It's like it's like it's like a minor character from Beowulf. You know, it's like a Grunther. I thought I thought it was Grunther, and they yeah. were like fucking up. Nope, nope. But it's no, Grunther every time. Mm. It, that's his name. Incidentally, the guy playing Grunther, that's the guy who got his nose broken by George Lazenby. Oh, so he's got like an axe to grind. Oh, that's that's, that's why fucking he's, awesome that they gave him that yeah, role. That's that why rules. he's so good at looking like he fucking hates Bond. <laughs> yeah, because the guy broke oh, his nose. Just a severe axe to grind. 
<laughs> you can see once you once you know that you can see that his nose has been broken fairly recently, right? It's out of shape. <laughs> Wait, oh up. no! <laughs> oh god, yeah. No, I can see. Th- oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, this is the thing, right? We're, we're now fighting for the the Kronstein rosette for best supporting character between uh, the authorities will hear about this and Grunther. I'm putting my uh, money down on Grunther. Mm. I'm sorry. It's I mean, gotta be yeah. No, well, to be fair, if Abby, we you've go... got casting vote here. I mean, uh, I was actually going to nominate Brunt because I, I I just think that she's fucking uh, great. Probably. It might have to be a multiple award. <laughs> Damn. A three-way tie. Yeah. I, I'm willing to gum, come across yeah. to Campbell actually because the point of the Kronstein Rosette is like underrated side characters mm. who are like legitimately quite good, and mm. and he his character is fun. He's got a couple of scenes where he's doing shit, just kind of like stumbling into stuff and being mm. like, "Hey, you can't push me out he, of here." Yeah, he deserves more credit. He's the one who mm. he does deserve more credit. Ships the um the big fucking like copyright. Uh, what's it called? Type like. Mm-hmm. Copier yeah, machine. Yeah, photocopier. Oh yeah, so he is. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, it's that huh. guy. So he's sort of been mm. like shadowing Bond this whole time. So yeah, yeah. Well, Christine I mean, mission accomplished to, to like Campbell. shadow him unobtrusively. Uh, yeah. Mm. So Bond tries to fuck another one of these women and uh, is immediately owned because she's it's it's Irma Bunt, everybody, uh, and mm. and she jumps him, and a guy hits him over the back of the head with a with a kosh, which is I'm told really good for your brain. It's um, really impressive because mm-hmm. he it's it's the same one he had sex with the first time, uh, Ruby, the English one, who incidentally, uh, eleven minutes and twenty seconds, um, mm. who. He he goes back into her room and it's clearly her in the bed. It's it's literally her in the bed. And he yeah. approaches her and then suddenly it's just fucking Fraulein Bunt. And I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit. Bunt might be like some Fraulein sort of witch or some shit like that, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> this is like the mm. fucking pinbacker bit in, in Sunshine where it's suddenly like, oh man, reality's falling apart a bit. <laughs> and I mean, Bond, Bond wakes up and just like as, as an example of the fucking... Uh, big dick energy that Telly Savalas has as Blofeld. Uh, he like wakes him up with Merry Christmas, 007. And when Bond tries to be like, fucking love that line. So I'm I'm Sir Hillary Bray, who is James Bond. He's just like, no, fuck off. <laughs> no, Come you are, dude. No, you're not. You, no, you're not. Shut up, dude. <laughs> and he breaks his fake glasses, which is very funny. Um, this is where we get to see what it looks like when George Lazenby is in a scene with like an actual really good actor. He he's been, with, he's been on screen with Diana Rigg before, but yeah, he's he's not only carrying this scene, he's like bench pressing this scene with ease. He's like do, he's like doing flexes with like one hand with this scene. He's like curling the scene. Like Telly Savalas, just like he's just kicking this scene's ass mm. up and down, and it's beautiful. So, so what does Blofeld like to do? Blofeld likes to fucking blackmail the United Nations. Yeah. And what he's going to do is he has invented or discovered something which he calls Virus Omega. And behind him, we see Blofeld's lab, which contains two, what I can only think of now, thanks to Thunderball as Bond Wigglers. Two Bond Wigglers Mm -hmm. full of flasks, just wiggling them. Yeah. Uh, It's chemistry, baby. Wiggling all sorts of bonds, covalent, ionic, whatever you fucking think of. (laughs) The the chemical bond wiggling. Wiggling those bonds, baby. (laughs) 
Wiggle them, wiggle them up. Uh, uh, the Omega <laughs> that's, virus that's is simply how science a, works. a virus that has been sufficiently wiggled as to become very, <laughs> very virulent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what Lippy was trying to do to Bond. But, uh, yeah, no, the Omega virus is some children of men shit. It will inhibit reproduction. Mm. It will cause sterility. And so, unless the United Nations accedes to Blofeld's demands, and again, Telly Savalas is just like, you know, they're going to accede to my demands. He's loving mm. this shit. Um, yeah, he loves oh, he's, it. He's eating. But this his scene. demands are quite fun. He's chewing this scene. His demands are. Like, Lazenby's like, how many hundreds of millions of pounds do you want this time? It's like, actually, I don't want that at all. Uh, what I want is complete amnesty for all of my crimes. First of yep. all, that's that's A. So I want to like retire, basically, as a private citizen. And B, I want to be Count de Blochamp. I just, I just want the College of Arms my title, to baby. just give me that. Yeah. For for no reason. It's just important to me. I just want it. I want my weird thing that I want. Yeah, I'm ticking off the bucket yeah. list here, 007. I clearly I don't yeah. need money. I Getting have out a, of the game. I'm on top I live on top of an Alp, man. I don't need a mm. hundred million dollars. What I need I've invented chicken based hypnotism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I've invented sissy hypno. I don't need money. What I need <laughs> is legitimacy. And they're gonna give me that because mm. if they don't, I'm gonna fucking destroy everything. Um mm-hmm. and then he like locks Bond in the wheelhouse of a cable car. I don't know why. Did he have? Did he not? He have- does have a good reason not to kill him this time. Mm. He actually does because he's like, I could kill you, but on the off chance that the United Nations don't believe me when I tell them this, the fact that I've got you here to back me up will actually help convince yep. them. Mm. So, kind of, kind it's of, fine. it's closest sure. to a good a good reason anyone's had since Doctor No. So. Well, also, late, later on, mm. when he's given the chance. Blofeld will just fully shoot at Bond, like, without hesitating, yeah. which is what we were missing in You Only Live Twice. Sadly doesn't hit him, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. So, so because Blofeld doesn't have a fucking broom closet or something, what he has is the wheelhouse of a cable car, which Bond clambers around and escapes out of. Um, mm-hmm. with the weird, weird expedient of turning the pockets of his trousers inside out, Ripping those pockets off and wearing them as mittens. Uh, yeah, very weird. I, I don't know why you this would do that. The fastest Bond has ever tried to escape one of these rooms as well. Like he doesn't even sit there for a little mm. bit before having the idea. No. He lit like the door closes and he instantly clocks he's how he's going to get out. Off. Yeah. Whereas, mm-hmm. whereas, like Connery and and Goldfinger is like waiting for a guy to show up, waiting for something to happen to him, and like yeah. this is why it's one of the strongest scripts. Is Bond does stuff in this on his mm. own initiative. Uh, he is he he saves Tracy's life. He becomes interested in Tracy. He like uh, he's not even working for MI six at this point. This is him on, he's holiday. on holiday. He's just doing this shit. He's he's, he's on Christmas vacation doing this. Um, and so Bond sneaks out. Yeah, it is canonically Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and sees uh, the, the, various, the various patients of this clinic open their Christmas presents from Blofeld, which contain a sort of a secret transmitter in a compact and an atomizer full of virus omega. And so they're going to go back to their home countries all over the world. And then when they are sissy hypno instructed remotely by Blofeld, they're going to distribute this this virus. I mean, this was used to pretty terrifying effect in the criminally underrated Channel 4 series Utopia. 
Uh, so, you know, I, I have nothing against this kind of uh, bacteriological warfare plot. Uh, it's, it's very there you good. Go. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the plan. plan. So We get some more badly edited fighting, and then, then we get this scene... Mm. Which starts off cringe, and by about five minutes in, I was I was clapping. Yeah, we we the, the skiing the cr- scene, the cringe based diagram. Talk to me about this scene. Talk to me about this scene. Well, Bond first of all incapacitates a guy, and then puts on a ski suit and a floppy hat and goggles. Again, the Lazenby fits atrocious. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a it's a fucking ski chase as thunderball was to mm. the sea this is to snow they're just like yo you, you you ever heard of snow and so they drafted in a shitload of professional winter athletes to film all of this shit including most notably there's an olympic skier skiing in front of the stuntman playing lazenby skiing backwards holding a camera to film it Whoa! It's so fucking cool. Cool. <laughs> Not a great right? scene, but it's that's it's. So the, the way these they did these it. guys, mm. are, the the henchmen in their sort of orange snowsuits, are chasing after Bond and his blue one. They're shooting at him. Um, mm. None of them have. One point, one of Bond's skis comes off, and he's yeah, just he's on one skiing, ski. He's skiing oh, with one leg and balancing with the other. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, if the annoying thing is that this scene is very badly edited. Yeah. But in a weird twist. The more the scene goes on, the better the editing gets for some reason across this five minutes. So by the end of it, I was like, "Woo!" You're really getting that fucking. <laughs> There's also a bit right where he. I don't know how to introduce. I love this when bit. you're about to do a, a, a bit because you do a little clap to like uh, psych yourself. I've, I've up, actually but... even like flagged that up in promos I've done before, where I just go like, <laughs> "Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right." Brackets clap. That he the dev clap. Um. Oh no, I don't want to. Sure. Um, there's there's a bit. He falls off. Um, he falls off. He's about to go off a cliff, and he catches himself just in time. And like the cliff is is so fucking far. You guys, you don't. It's it's an mm. like this, this is a fucking massive cliff. Mm. And he he pulls himself back from it. Um, and just and and her henchman is just coming down, and he one fucking smacks the henchman with his ski, and he goes <laughs> off the edge of the cliff. And it is 16 full seconds of falling where it is 100,000 percent just a fucking dummy strapped to skis. He's not moving. He's just perfectly (laughs) sailing down in a ski position just for way longer than you could possibly imagine it would go on for. And then he hits the ground and it's like. Cool man, thanks, thanks for that scene. Yeah, it rules. <laughs> he does it again. It happens twice. Yeah, he does this twice in a row. He like He's strangles like, well, the guy with Let's a ski. Again. Yeah, um, another go. And he escapes down this Alp into a Swiss village where there is a kind of a festival happening. Yeah, it's like, like it's like ice the junk and Swiss. Yeah, it's Christmas. It's a Christmas fair. The- it's a merry Bondmas, Mister Bond. <laughs> what? <laughs> Now, I, I want to give you an... You, Blofeld, <laughs> what day is it? Why, it's Christmas Eve, Mr. Bond! Sterling news from Europe, 007, we can no longer say Merry Christmas. We have to say Happy <laughs> Holidays. <laughs> it's political correctness gone mad. 
I want to give you an example of the level of pastiche of like Swiss stuff that we're doing here. They Bilesby <laughs> has a fight with a guy in a room entirely full of cowbells. It's so funny. He's like, I he's have the drop. I have yeah. the drop. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's trying... like that for like two minutes. <laughs> he's trying to escape from Fraulein Bunt and he's like, alright, I'm gonna nip in of this room. He just walks in, immediately hits his head on a bell, bell and then like backs up a little, hits his head on eight more bells. <laughs> At which point yeah. the henchmen I mean, know where he is. <laughs> it's so good. Bond makes mistakes in this, and it's quite it's cool. Really like good. earlier on during the ski chase, he stops because he just like falls straight on his face and eats shit. Like it's cool. <laughs> it's cool that he's like a, a person, you know. Fallible. Yeah. Now which, you know, we have to, we have to have something implausible happen. Uh, so yeah, Bear laughs at him for like ten minutes. Yeah, Tra- Tracy shows up because she. Because she's she's in love with him, right, at this point. And it, that, she's been following him. She's, she's been, been shadowing she's him. Be, she has been. Better than Campbell has been. Um, it's been so mm. long since we last saw her. I just wrote Diana in full caps on my notes. She mm. she fucking rescues this movie. Just when Bond movie. is like, oh shit, like they're gonna they're gonna like well she rescues Bond. Yeah, she does. Because Bond is like shit, you know, he's like he's sitting on a bench hiding, but the henchmen are closing in and then like she skates up to him and she's like, I've got a car. Like James, I've been shadowing you, like I'm gonna get you out of here. Like she she saves the fucking day. Mm. Incidentally, uh and uh, as further um evidence for my Bond brackets Tumblr Daddy Dom question mark he calls her good girl twice in this scene mm. just to really drive that little point home um anyway but also he says something which no i don't think i've ever imagined james bond would say he says thank you tracy mm-hmm. like sincerely and genuinely thank you like, save my fucking life like thanks yep. and it's like wow wife guy bond we then have a very protracted car chase it's so fucking long. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is this is the yeah. thing. This is a two and a half hour movie. That's why this episode can't be an hour long. Is because it's mm-hmm. the longest Bond movie until the modern like bladder destroying ones. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this might be just strap in for this. Halfway through this car chase, um, they just sort of start doing NASCAR. I don't know what's going on. Like they just crash. They drive onto a racetrack. Yeah, they just they're on a racetrack for That's a bit. happening on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah the you traditional know, Christmas Eve stock car race. Yeah, the Swiss traditional Christmas <laughs> Eve stock car race. We're all aware of this. Sure. Mm-hmm. Fine. Whatever. In, in the Christmas myth, it's where uh Joseph couldn't get to Bethlehem in time, so he got in his stock car and fucking mm-hmm. raced on down. It's, it's very traditional. By the way, I want to stress that Tracy is driving. Tracy's driving. Not Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tracy's, he's, he's Tracy's just, driving. He's just sitting there leaning over to kiss her occasionally. Bond's, Bond's just cool. like saying shit Yeah, like, which is girl. adorable. Total inversion. Yeah. Bond yeah. is the Bond girl mm. in this movie. Femboy Bond, I, baby, I will be go. defending this thesis. We need this. Um, Fem Bond. Yeah. So they, 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 they seek shelter from the storm in, which comes down in a barn, and then Bond fully admits the thing that we've been sort of talking about this whole time. And he's in, shouldn't be concerned with anything but himself. And the fact that he is falling in love with her back is making him unable to do Bond shit. 
because the Bond shit mm -hmm. requires him to be a sociopath, and he doesn't want to do that anymore. And so he fully mm -hmm. proposes. Bond pops the question. He says, he "Can pops I the be question. your wife, guy?" Yeah, that's right. And Rick <gasps> goes, "All right." And then, yeah. can I simp for you, Queen? <laughs> yeah, he he says, "Can I private message you, please, ma'am?" <laughs> yo, um, I just spent Bond five is, days de like, defending yo. you. Can I get a hello? Bond's like, Bond's like, yo, I, I did this fan art of you. I didn't know whether it was okay to send it <laughs> to your business <laughs> email. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, business email. Mm. Do, it is okay. Um, you're not a fan of me. We're not friends. Um, <laughs> uh, you're, you're a fan of Abby. What are you talking about? All of us... <laughs> All of us are single. All That's of us right. are single. It's okay to have parasocial relationships mm -hmm. with us. That's totally well, all right. If you right. want to give me money, you can do that. But I'm in a relationship and I'm not going to notice you. Um, <laughs> you can pay my dad a million pounds okay, and wait. then eat my pussy. I like, might That's fine. You. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be willing to accept a million pounds to like have someone have sex with me. Maybe. If they're extremely attractive. I'm not gonna be a, I mean, that that's seems the like top a good Patreon deal. tier on the Kill James Bond the Patreon. One. If if it's, if you can't see it, you can't yeah. afford it. Um, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. If you give our dads a million pounds, I had a, we'll I had fight. a bit, but I've been completely derailed. Uh, they they, they sorry, kind of Dad. like fantasize uh, about what their life together could be like. Like she makes a yes. joke, like Mister and Mrs James Bond of Acacia Avenue, Tunbridge Wells, oh, and it. like we, <laughs> we he 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 doesn't have sex with her. No. He goes to, and then he's yeah. like. Well, this, I mean, this should, we should be doing this on our wedding night. And then they just, they just go to sleep completely separately. And it's but like, because well, he is a, oh, because he is a jammy bastard, he does like knock one of the supports of her bed out so that they end up in a cuddle. But they don't have sex. They don't have sex. Can you fucking mm. imagine Sean Connery? A, I'm waiting for marriage. And B, being like, oh, we shouldn't have sex right now. Fantastic. Yeah. Just, it's genuinely good. Yeah. Like, they have actual. Chemistry. Mm. Um, she's carrying all of yeah. the scenes. Again, Lazenby sells it because he's not acting. He's yeah. just nice. Yeah, he's just we, in we, the we, presence we, of Diana Rick. So yeah. obviously he just is deeply he's, in love. He's, of course he simps. We got more fucking ski chases to go mm. through here. Oh, yeah. Just like, through, through I'm going through my notes here. And it's like page after page of ski chase, ski chase, ski chase. There's, there's a bit in the ski chase where Blofeld a guy. Blofeld is joined in. Blofeld is on skis Blofeld himself, skis. like yep. shooting at Bond. He's, he's Imagine gone. Donald yeah. Pleasance Blofeld doing that. You, yeah, well, that's why they swapped mm -hmm. out, is because Donald Pleasance wasn't suited for the more physical aspects of the role, is the, is the yeah. language used. Yeah. Um, there's a bit where a guy. One of the henchmen falls into like a fucking wood chipper or a snowblower or some shit. Snowblower, yeah. yeah. And and Bond's line is, he had lots of guts, which is just a non sequitur. The, the, the really snowblower is now spraying <laughs> bits of that guy out behind him. It's not really anything anyone yeah, says. Quite, quite brutally, actually. The goon after him like skis through that like arc of guts. <laughs> One of these days, I'd like I'd like someone to die in a weird way and Bond to just be like, fuck. What the hell? Shit. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> what the fuck? That guy's fucking yeah. dead. <laughs> so they, they, in order to escape from Blofeld and his men, they ski into a big, clearly marked avalanche zone. And then Blofeld does my favorite piece of human resources work I've seen him do. <laughs> where he's like, right, you three, you, you three go on ahead and get after them. I'm going to set up a fucking avalanche. <laughs> And he loves it. He loves oh, he it. And he sets himself. up an avalanche and he's just grinning like, oh, fuck yeah. I None love of those three shit, guys are like, ah. Uh, are you sure, boss? 
<laughs> do you want me to hang back a bit if you're going to set off the apple? Again, only employs perfect himbos who are just like, okay, Duh, boss. Okay, boss. <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> okay. And then they just get killed in an avalanche. <laughs> they get killed in an avalanche. Initially, they say no, but then Blofeld's like, if you don't do this, I'm going to give you four stars on Hench instead of five. <laughs> Actually, Abby, there is a bit, right, where Draco seems to suggest that the Hench app is real. Because in the first instance, <laughs> where Bond asks him about Blofeld, he's like, yeah, some of my men defected to him. And it's like, mm. so you are telling me that there's a, like, a, a job market for henchmen Yeah, it's here. like, how would you defect yeah. to him? What would the process of that be? You have to so go and get an interviewed by Blofeld. Yeah. So it, this avalanche happens. All three of those guys get killed. Tracy gets knocked unconscious and captured. And uh, Bond is, I guess, n- incapacitated. I mean, they literally say something like, well, mm-hmm. no way 007 could have survived that. And then, like, a scene later is like, well, fuck. Yeah, he's back at MI6 headquarters. <laughs> and of course, uh, he. M, he's like, yo, this girl saved my life. Um, we should, and also, I know where Blofeld, this guy we've been looking for, the guy who had the like nuclear bombs, the guy with the virus to destroy. I know where Blofeld is, that guy. And M is like, we just leave her there. This department is not concerned with your personal problems. What? Look, he's in Switzerland on well, purpose. He, 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 M says that the UN have already decided that they've received Blofeld's demands and they're like, we're going to fucking give in because like, the stakes this time, it's not just one city, it's like all life on Earth, Bond. Mm. If this virus gets out, he's like, yeah, we are satisfied that it's real and we are giving in because all he wants is his criminal record expunged and a title. Like, we, we give people who donate 10 million pounds to the Tory party that. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, really, you didn't have to invent the virus. Was... Yeah, yeah, like... like now. Should have just given us some PPE. Surely the anyway. cost of a fucking Swiss mountain base is less than just paying off the government. You would think so. Yeah. So, I mean, but at this point, we cut back to the Pitts Gloria, where Blofeld is, again, having too much big dick energy because it's Telly Savalas. He's putting mm-hmm. the moves on, on fucking Diana Rick. He's trying to cuck Bond. God, imagine. Mm. Just because he wants to cuck him. Fun. He just wants to do yeah. it. He just wants to, he, he just wants She's to do it. She's playing along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Bond, because MI6 refused to help him, he's had to go to Draco. He calls up Draco to get his help, but uh, George Lazenby's accent slips when he calls him up and he goes really Australian. He's like, ah, oh, Draco, mate, you gotta fucking help me out. <laughs> oh, fuck, fuck, fucking fucking, fucking Blofeld's coming from the Aston Mine, you. George, <laughs> fucking Bill Shorten's trying to abolish the weekend, Draco. Need a bit of help here if you're Australian. <laughs> oh, I apologize oh, profusely. Oh, oh good, good morning, Draco. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, you big dickhead. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, long story short, Draco and everyone, they attack, they attack the base. Yeah, they attack the base uh, with a brief comic interlude where they're, they're flying in, like, fake Red Cross helicopters, and Draco just, like, mm-hmm. brass balls his way through air traffic control. Like, he does really well, yeah. <laughs> so, like, air traffic controller calling him, like, what What are you doing? We don't have any records. And he's like, well, maybe you should check your records again, bitch. And it's like, he goes back and forth this way until he's able to, like, talk down the Air Force. Yeah, he says some just, shit like, like Yo, we've got journalists in here and they're all filming you, idiot. What are you going to do? Are you going to do something? And they're like, <laughs> uh, uh, 
yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't want to cast any sort of judgment on the professionalism of the Swiss Air Force, but uh, Switzerland is like 30 minutes wide if you have a jet. There's only so long they can still <laughs> be in Switzerland for. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they attack the base. Yep, cool gunfight. strolling around the place. They rescue Tracy. There's a bit where Lazenby is like fully sliding across like an icy uh, path on his stomach, it's, firing a um, submachine gun the whole way. What is it? It's it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It's like a skeleton bob. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, or a luge. Yep, there's a a, a bobsled. Oh, shit, where you throw stones. Curling. Yeah, he's sliding along a curling thing because the, oh, the fuck, angels it's of a curling death th- okay, were previously fine. playing curling there. Oh, yeah. And he's sliding that along that, fully shooting a fucking fully automatic rifle. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, there's 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 it's a cool. lot of cool stuff in this. Like, uh, whenever there's one of these, you see a bunch of weird old guns, like the gyro jets in uh, You Only Live Twice. Mm-hmm. Or in this case, another henchman classic, the Sterling submachine gun where the magazine comes out sideways. So you just see a bunch of guys holding mm. it at, at like hip level with their other arm way out here on the magazine, just spraying everything. It's cool. Um, yeah, Dr- Draco's men... Tracy is like, I'm gonna go back for Bond, oh, you can't fuck. keep yeah, us apart, and her father just knocks her He's out. He's such a normal man, with a normal relationship with his child. Um, he, mm-hmm. And when, when we say knocks her out, he fully, like, uppercuts her. It's, yeah, he straight yeah. up, his own daughter, it, he just shuriukens her, and it's like, <laughs> it's dude, a special dad attack. <laughs> what the fuck? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Draco's men, they blow up the base, but I, I've made a note here, I think they planted the explosives in the wrong spot because they, they accidentally explode a miniature of the base. <laughs> there's an, a very unconvincing miniature which they blow up instead. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, I do that yeah, the, the actual happening. restaurant, which they in large part built for this movie, is still there. I've been there. The restaurant's not bad. Uh, the rest of it is a tacky Bond museum now. You've been there. Um, mm. Anyway, uh, there's, there's, it's more snow chase this time. It's the location of our first live show. That's right. Uh, <laughs> the James... location I first met Abby. Um, <laughs> yeah, the T- at the TF live show, <laughs> the Pitts Gloria. Gloria. Uh, James chases Blofeld down the slopes, culminating in them having an insanely dangerous to film fight on a bobsled. Oh, and yeah. it's going fast, too. It's fucking going. I, I have been on a bobsled. Like I've actually done. It. They go about seventy miles an hour, mm-hmm. and like you cannot like turn around or stand up. You can barely even fucking move your neck in those things. And they're having a the fist idea fight. they would be having a gunfight or a fist fight. At one point, Bond comes off his but grabs onto the back of Blofeld's bobsled, which would have just ripped his fucking shoulders off. Like, but anyway, they have this like genuinely quite exciting mm. bobsled fight. Yeah, Blofeld is we think killed. He is struck by a mm. tree branch extending across the bobsled mm. track, which seems like a totally uh, safe That's thing a kill. to have. Yeah, Should have trimmed that back. Hits him in the mm. neck. Um, I mean, that's a kill. And he, like, he's like anyone. lifted off the thing. Incidentally, yeah. Telly Savalas did this stunt himself because every stuntman who tried got horribly injured. Um, oh and my he, god, he's so oh, cool. Wow. And, he, and he did it fine. So, uh... I. Wow, Valis, baby! Right, Jesus. Yeah, anyway, blow. There's a weird de- directorial decision in this uh, very exciting bobsled chase. There's no music. No, it's just all. They do that sometimes very, in the action scenes. In, in, the, in the second fight, the one in the hotel yeah. room, there was no 
no mm. like, music either. Which is interesting. Yeah, which coupled with the bad green screen and a very bad ADR, it's, it's not great. It's yeah. really the worst just, of all worlds. In terms of worlds. technical competence, this film is really a step yeah. down. But we smash cut back to Portugal because yeah. Blofeld having been killed, Bond's, yeah. Bond's fucking, he's out. He's quit. He's not 007 anymore and he's going to get married. Yeah, they're um, just, call, they're just yeah, calling him Bond Commander wedding. Bond all the time instead of any like 007 or anything. Mm-hmm, yep. There's a nice touch where the henchman who he beat up in the hotel room at the start is one of the wedding guests. <laughs> yeah, because that's I mean that's one of Draco's guys. It's quite yeah. cute. So yep. Just there. Yeah, it's, it's quite nice. cute. Like M is there. Q is there. Uh, Money Penny is there, and she's crying because you know they have a genuinely very touching moment he- where Bond is about to get in the car. And Money Penny's sad, and he gives her this little wave, and it's like, Aw, and he throws like, her his hat for old times, yes. and she catches it. And it's yeah. like, Hugh's there, and he's like nice to Bond. He's just like, you know, I, I know we don't always see eye to eye, 007, but if you ever need anything, you know, you, you can always rely on me. Yeah, and yeah. Like, this is so nice. Exploding car, 007. 007, like, if you ever need. <laughs> <laughs> 007, <laughs> if you ever need a divorce in a speedy fashion, I have this flamethrower <laughs> concealed. But Q is like, 007, I know I always tell you to bring back your equipment in one piece, but tonight, you can destroy that pussy, 007. <laughs> You've earned Fuck it, my man. Q's like drunk. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing the electric slide. Draco tries to give him a million pounds, and he's like, I'm good. Yeah, he, oh God, he, he hits so him with um, well. Pro- Proverbs 31.13, her worth is greater than rubies. Uh, God, it's just nice. Also, there's a Bond scene Bond as a character back. with character growth and um, depth. Yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah, so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Unbelievable. Very nice. There's also like a really gentle scene with M, like way back um, where where Bond goes to M's like actual house, his mm. mansion or some shit. Mm. And, and he's like, and he just has like a very genuine heart to heart where M is just talking quite quietly. And he's like doing like mm. um, butterfly shit, pinning him yeah, to he's a board. He's a lepidopterist. And, and Bond... Bond says the name of it. Bond's, Bond says a fake butterfly name and goes, "Oh, that's pretty big for a, for a whatever the fuck." And the actual butterfly it is is is, is pretty normal size for it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> which, which I did recognize because I'm a cunt. But I was like, "This is just like genuinely nice." There's so many gentle and humanizing scenes with Bond in, and that is mm. simply because of what, what you said earlier, um, Alice, which is that someone keeps flipping the big sociopath switch on the back of his head to off. <laughs> well, Bond, Bond anyway, having... ended happily ever after. Of, Thanks for listening to yeah. Kill James. <laughs> B- Bond having character growth and having depth and having agency to like move the plot along in his own uh, interests. I'm just... I'm really excited for the rest of the George Lazenby movies. Like, the, if it, this is it, a start, it's, it's going to be me so too. good. It cannot be allowed to happen, and so she has to fucking die. Blofeld and Irma Bunt conduct a drive-by shooting in which Bond is uninjured, but Tracy is killed instantly. And Bond mm-hmm. does not realize this at first. He's like, that's Blofeld. He gets back in the car to try to chase after them, and then he realizes that she's been shot. And the bit where it's the first time Bond cries, and until Skyfall was the last one, a cop finds them, he's like cradling her body, and he's just like... It's all right. It's quite all right, really. She's having a rest. 
will be coming on soon. There's no hurry, you see. We have all the time in the world. Genuinely harrowing, right? It's such a true yeah. character. That moment. is how the book ends. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's lovely. Incidentally, I have an acting fact about this, which is that the way Peter Hunt got George Lazenby to do this was to call him in for the first take of this at eight in the morning, and to keep doing it until five in the evening. Uh, and the last take that they shot was the one that they kept because by that time he was exhausted. And it just kind of works, right? So you could force yeah. this guy into into sort of acting if you just sort of gave him enough of a a, a sort of a physiological imperative. But like, I want to I want to sort of circle back to Lazenby as we kind of draw this to a close here, and we we kind of think about what all of this means, right? Because mm-hmm. Lazenby can't act, and mm-hmm. playing Bond. Is I mean, Roger Moore said that it wasn't acting, right? Like he, it, it's it. You can do a lot of sort of physical stuff. You can do a lot of stunts, but like in terms of like emotions and whatever, there's not a lot going on there. He's kind of a cipher. He's not a very interesting character to play, and in some ways, I think quite mm-hmm. a frustrating one to play. Um, and I think it's 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 very interesting, right? The ways in which both. Uh, uh, Lazenby Bond works, and the ways in which it doesn't are both reflections on just like that's just what George Lazenby is like. Like the bits where you go, yeah. "Oh, that's a perfectly done like smug, cocky bastard," it's because that's what George Lazenby was like. Um, mm-hmm. The bits where you go, "Oh, but he's got a surprisingly sort of like altruistic and nice side," it's like, well, no, because that's actually what he was like. He, that's just. That's just the guy. That's um, George Lazenby, in spite of the script, delivering like yeah. genuinely quite humanizing moments, yes. just because he's like genuinely a nice guy. And I've made the joke a few times, but this is the only George Lazenby movie, so this is our only opportunity to to talk mm. about mm. who he is and what he brought yeah. to the, yeah. the and Bond film. And it's interesting, right? Because part of the reason why mm-hmm. it's the only Lazenby movie, part of it was him, right? Uh, his agent, Ronan O'Reilly, um, better known as the guy who started the pirate radio station, Radio Caroline, convinced him this James Bond shit, it's like yesterday's news. It's not going to keep going. It's about to mm-hmm. be the 70s. And in the 70s, it's going to be peace and free love and optimism. And you don't yeah. need to be doing this tuxedo shit anymore because, like, it was dated when Sean Connery was doing it. And that's, mm. like, convincing. It's, it goes against the odds that the Bond franchise has persisted yeah. as long as it has. Um, and so, partly because. Lazenby was kind of this cocky model. He managed to alienate a lot of people uh, by just kind of being a bit of a dick on set. Well, it's not uh, even just that, is that he was mm. left intentionally alienated by yeah. the director, by um, by fucking something Hunt. Peter um, Hunt. Peter Hunt. I don't... Um, he... It was like told... People were told just not to interact with Lazenby while he was on set because mm. Hunt figured... 
the more isolated he felt, probably the better he would be at playing Bond, who is categorically a sociopath. Mm. And it's yeah. like, fuck, I wouldn't want to come think- back to a, a, a set if I was just treated like shit as a matter of course. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting. Think- there was a public interview that Diana Rigg did when Lazenby quit, where she's like, she says, if he can kind of suffer to do an apprenticeship, which everybody has to do. And it's like, that's so revealing that you think, mm. well, I got treated like shit for years and years and years and years. So clearly, if he doesn't want to, he's being too proud, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that says a lot about the way in which actors sort of thought of their profession in 1969. Um, yeah. It's just like, yeah, no, it's a rite of passage. You have to go, and especially for Diana Rigg as, a, as, a, as an actress, Jesus, I mean, mm-hmm. God only knows. But I mean, some actors still, still think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the pivotal mistake in this is a story beat. I think... If they had set up the fact that James Bond is a code name and this is the new guy mm. and everyone keeps trying to put these expectations of what it is to be James Bond on him, but he saves the day by doing it his way and by being nice and personable, that would have really played to his strengths. That would have been a really great move because the best bits of this are where he is in spite of the script, just being nice as George Lazenby. And the worst bits are when he's like trying to do an impersonation of Sean Connery and it doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree with that. No, I mean, I have... But anyway, that's an unscientific viewpoint. <laughs> another, and that's not what this podcast uh, is about. Um, another, sorry. One more thing about probably why he left is that, I mean, the reason why Connery left is the British tabloids, which were yeah. absolute rag trash mm-hmm. papers populated entirely then by and now, and yeah. bastards. And I don't know what they're like now. I haven't checked. <laughs> um, I assume they're way better now. Um, we're, we're talking shit about him constantly. Whereas now, you know, the failing New York Times, the the reason why Lazenby wanted to quit, part of it was the notoriously harsh, and I'm reading the language here, notoriously harsh British tabloids were just writing unfavorable stories about him and how he failed to measure up to Connery mm. to like sway public opinion against the movie before it was even released. There's mm. one particular incident, which is during an interview of a reporter, um, Diana Rigg, yelled across the room she was like leaving and and lazenby was still doing the interview something like i'm having garlic for lunch darling i hope you are too just an offhanded fucking statement but this led to an article in which it was just described that our rig is supposedly she hates lazenby so much but she eats garlic before love scenes like Mm -hmm. this just tabloid Mm -hmm. slap this slock fucking shit that just um just was like, well, yeah. fuck, I don't want to deal with this. So, so I mean, he he pushed yeah. back, and part of the reason why he became persona non grata uh, with Eon so quickly is that when he did the premiere, he showed up in. I mean, he wore a tuxedo, right? But he had grown his hair out, he had grown his beard out, and they mm-hmm. they told him, no, we want you to look like James Bond, and he told them to go fuck themselves. Because he wasn't going to mm. do another. He'd already said he wasn't going no. to. He signed a seven-movie de- mm. contract, including... Which is a, a little bit hauntological, right? Like, imagine the Lazenby Bond 70s, as opposed to more, right? And it's mm. I mean, very he, different. He signed a letter of intent to star in Diamonds Are Forever. So, like, mm-hmm. he pulled out of mm-hmm. this after having said, yes, I will. 
um, which is probably why he, again, part of why he became Persona on Grada. And you know what? Fucking fair on him. You, you shouldn't ever let him force you to do a second movie. That's Sometimes exactly right. George, done, George Lazenby, <laughs> George Lazenby, anti-work activist. George Lazenby, one in the barrel. All I need, baby. <laughs> yes. See you later. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Golden Gun. I've done an objectively I... pretty bad movie. It's time to dip. <laughs> <laughs> I admire George well, we Lazenby are about to so decide. much. You're right. Yeah, I... we are about to decide how objectively I bad it objective. is because we have a science-based system. Uh, on the scum, that smarm, cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny right. scale out of 007. How do we rate this film for smarm? I'm inclined to say pretty high because of that beluga line. Yeah, smarmy. well, this is the thing, right? Every time he says something hugely smarmy, he then manages to undercut it with a sense of genuine vulnerability later on. And I don't know if mm-hmm. those things cancel each other out or not. I if think they it's don't, the one then I think it's high. It's the one opportunity that we have for them to cancel each other out because it's not like any of the fucking later ones do that shit. No. Fair so point. I would say just, and maybe I'm biased, maybe I'm biased towards George Ladson be himself. But yeah, like, this guy who we all love. Dude, the man himself mm-hmm. rolls in, does a movie, leaves. Fantastic. Also, there's a bunch of yeah. photos of him, if you look it up, in the in like the 70s where he had a mustache and very long hair. He looks phenomenal. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, I just want to think only. about George Lazenby in like the brief period in between, like the, coming off of this high and the destruction of his career that was orchestrated by all of the people that he pissed off doing that. Just living his best life with the like moustache and the sunglasses. That that's fucking. I feel like a fucking mountain goat song about that. You know. Fantastic. I'm going to say that it cancels out. How do we feel about a one or a two? Can we go that low? I think we could. I think so. I'm willing to hit it with a two. Yeah, two. Two? Cultural insensitivity. Well... He was only hanging out with Swiss guys. He didn't really have any chances to Mm. do... Anything I mean, racist. a guy named what was he going to do? Be racist to a guy named Grunther? Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's culturally insensitive because it says that German-speaking women are all kind of like wide, short-haired uh, battle axes. It's also sure, noteworthy yeah. in that neither of the two major enemies, neither Fraulein Bunt or um, Blofeld, died in this because both of them were supposed to come back. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, Ms. Bunt's actress uh died, died. tragically which means only a little bit in, afterwards in, in the continuity of this it means that bunt fucking kills bond's wife and gets away with it yeah mm-hmm. never see her again uh cultural insensitivity also gonna be yeah, pretty low I, then i think it might be yeah. even a one i I'm genuinely so, cannot think of a line miss anything but i think it yeah yeah it may be a one like and that's security because we can't like give it a zero and say yeah. that it's unproblematic but a fucking like, one boys mm-hmm. Unprovoked violence. Well, I mean, he slaps a woman, but that maybe comes under M. So unprovoked yeah, violence. Yeah, he, minus he slaps that. a woman. He, um, well, the snowblower, but then he didn't really orchestrate that. That just happened behind him. That was prov- that was provoked. He was being chased. Also, also, also true. Um, yeah, I. He doesn't. He doesn't like this is this, pod, this, this fucking podcast is not well suited to talk about a movie where it doesn't do any of our four things. Maybe I think this is another fucking one. Jesus. Yeah, he's pretty provoked. He's provoked every like, time. Okay. Let's give it a one. Now, Christ. so Finally far, misogyny. that's four. 
And that's oh, a we're about to we're thing. about to like however, ruin this clean slate, however, because mm-hmm. so uh, there's things to discuss here. Because mm-hmm. a he does he does slap Tracy, he does slap Diana Rigg. Mm-hmm. He assumes that she has done something to slight him and uses violence mm-hmm. against her, which is unforgivable, just as a fucking fact. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he is also the only Bond that we have seen so far that's actually in any way tender towards any women ever. Yep. He gets married. Mm-hmm. He cries over the corpse of his fucking wife. Like, this is. He says, thank he says, you. I'm also. <laughs> he smiles. He I think. I have, I have a thing here, right? Come I on. think we've been, we've been sort of too skewed by Connery being such a cunt to every woman that he meets that now we think, mm-hmm. oh, well, this level of misogyny is like. We feel some affection towards him. I'm not saying that affection is misplaced because I fucking love the guy. But mm-hmm. d- I, listen, it's not, doing the fucking sex, the sexual, har- the off, the office sexual harassment seminar shit that he true, does to Money Penny, where he's just like, mm-hmm. "Hi, how's it going? I'm gonna grab your ass." Not acceptable. Uh, and he also finds out that those women are being hypnotized and how they're against their will, and continues to have sex with them, yep. which. Completely right. Yeah, we've been acclimatized to fucking. That's right. That's what I was worried was going to happen. Was that we would like, like, we would not try and we would try and fucking change the system from the inside, and instead Bond would change us. That's what I'm scared is happening here. We've we've gotten so used to such fucking nuclear tier misogyny that just common garden misogyny is now flying under the radar. Yeah. However, yeah. Mm-hmm. we have we have absorbed the cultural values of the 1960s. <laughs> I can't. I can't go oh. higher than five on this one. Personally, uh, I I worry. Well, we gave Doctor No a three. So yeah. how's, how do we feel about a three or a four? I'd go four. Yeah, me too. All right. Um, which gives it a total score of eight, which still makes it. Objectively, the best Bond film this podcast has watched. That's right. That People keep saying this, and Neil. I, I have a question, right, to close us out with, which is: People really seem to critically reassess this movie. Like it did pretty well at the box office, but it got slated by, as we mentioned, the famously good and normal English tabloid press. But mm-hmm. my question for my my fellow co-hosts here is. How much do we think of this movie's sort of critical rehabilitation is because it's actually good, and how much do we think is like film hipster stuff being like, oh, it's this one Bond, so we never got to see any more of him, and I actually think it's quite good because I'm being a contrarian. Well, it's not Mm. good. Just out the fucking gate. It's not good. Technically, I'm afraid, as a, as a you, piece of technical you, filmmaking, a lot of it is terrible. If you go onto the Wikipedia page for this and you look at the reception thing, you'll find quotes from people who are like, yeah, it's the only uh, cinematographically interesting Bond movie, Cinema- which is a joke. People love to use the word cinematographically yeah. when they're about to say It's interesting in the same shit. way that like a freak of nature is interesting. <laughs> It's interesting in the way that, like, the room is interesting, but, like, I mean, the editing in this, uh, sorry to keep harping on it, is atrocious. Like, the 180 rule, fucking 360 rule mm-hmm. is fucking thrown out. We're fucking filming up and down on tripods where different angles, where the continuity's out the window. Like, it's like, a nightmare. It all looks like the cowbell thing sounds. Yeah. All the ADR was recorded, like, in a toilet. It's terrible. <laughs> it's not good. No. 
Now, I do Thanks have I do have a drop which I didn't get to use that I want to use to close us out, Hell and yeah. that is Blofeld saying vaccines, just to be topical. <laughs> so, thank you for joining us as we explored uh, season two, soon to be followed by season one again of Kill James Bond, where we explored the entire tenure of objectively the best James Bond actor, George Lazenby. There are special vaccines to be prepared. Vaccines which must be modified to suit each individual case. Thank you for listening to what I can only assume will be the first of many episodes with our boy, the man, the myth, the legend, George Lazenby. Kill James Bond will return in two weeks' time with Diamonds Are Forever, starring, I can only assume, George Lazenby, with special guest Pierre Novelli. But if that is simply too long for you to wait to get that hot, fresh Kill James Bond content, you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash killjamesbond, or one word, to get next week's bonus episode, which is on the movie Top Secret by the creators of Airplane and Police Squad. Speaking, of course, of our beautiful patrons, special thanks to our £15 and above patrons, and those are Jack Holmes, Paint McCalla, Nikki, Kentucky Fried Commie, Amanda Rogda, Timothy Pajorni, Valaith, Larry Kins, Jack Bushel, Amanda Comet, Josh Simmons, Elizabeth Cox, Alfredo, Jonah Schwamberger, Zoe Shepard, and Raul Leal. Thank you with all my heart. This has been Kill James Bond, starring Alice, Abby, and Devon. Our producer is Nate Bethay, and our podcast art is by Matt Lipchansky. See ya.